Welcome to the So You Wanna Get Fat podcast. I am your host, not your typical chef, Brian Sow. And today with me is my wonderful ball of buttery French goodness. Room temp. Spreadable. Who are you, buddy? Frenchy. Frenchy. Recognize, bitches. I have a little case of deja vu. How about you? <laughs> oh, Jordan just run the f- clip. We started the goddamn podcast. I complimented Frenchy on his beard, but the mic wasn't even in front of him. And it's on me for not noticing because I'm supposed to be the tech guy. But this motherfucker <laughs> did that to what? To Show. brush my beard. To brush I literally beard. did this. And then never put, and never put, put it back. Put the mic back. <laughs> and, put it, and never put it back. Are you centered in the camera? Good, mm, centered enough. All right. I'm telling you, this lighting is not worth doing yes. me any favors. I am, I am, I'm going to adjust the lighting. I promise you, you, buddy. And I need to get my tan back. Look at these dark yes. circles. Yeah, you do. It's like it's like my face is melting. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I, buddy, we had a good night yesterday. Mm-hmm. We saw a movie. Da na na na. Da na na na. No, wait, that's the Adams family. <laughs> no, no. Da da da. Wait, how does it go? Da na na. No, no, this was. This was Godzilla. Dun, 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 dun. It's Godzilla. We saw Godzilla minus one, which was a kick-ass movie. And then afterwards, we got it a slice of pizza. It was as if they made the movie in 1940 with today's technology. Yes, yes, yes. It was pristinely set in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. The positioning of your mic is driving me absolutely crazy. Like, no, no. Oh, gosh. What? It's there. What's wrong? Oh, the wire? Yeah, the wire. It's just not straight. It's just not pretty. It's not pretty. All right. That used to be me. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just lets guys like me handle it for him yeah. now. Um, yes, I do agree with you. It is as if they just picked up where they left off in the 19... 19- is that one? No, that's not No, one. I no. feel like this is the that's, introduction right. to the original um godzilla movie yeah it was so well done on so many levels too the eyes the eyes but even the cultural connection to you know uh, japanese traditional culture to more modern thinking even mental health aspects it was the movie was super cliche but like it was just such a fun movie you completely suspended to belief you know it was terrifying. And it was It was terrifying. cliche, but you never saw that cliche set in that frame. Right. In that, t- yes. in that time frame, right. in that geography, yep. in that whole history part. Yeah. You never saw those cliches. Yeah. Yep. Oh, a lot of very historically accurate. But don't forget. Yeah. We get a lot of our movie cliches, mm. our modern day movie cliches from the old Japanese movies, like the samurai movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, immensely influential. So much so that people forget that that's where they had all started out. Mm-hmm. But I had an absolute blast. I mean, I I, I couldn't stop. And talking the seats about were them. great, right? Even yes. though we were in the last row. Last row, IMAX. And I think we were behind the base, which made it even better because yeah. that would have been a nightmare for my poor little sensitive ear. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure that movie's not in theaters by now. And but- you only needed one pee pee break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only needed one feet. And you had to climb over the back. So we were in the so the theater was packed and we were literally in the center of the row. And I was like, I looked over at French, I was like, I gotta piss 
real bad right now, but I do not want to go in front of all these people. I offered you a Snapple cup. You did, you did. Um, but then I was like, fuck it. I literally climbed over because we're at the last row. There was just partition. I managed to ninja over it and uh, made it to the bathroom without spilling but Did you notice that once you did that, everybody in that back row started doing the same thing? Really? No, yeah. no, no, I didn't notice. As soon as you left, everybody was like, oh, we could do that? <laughs> and then everybody started. Wait, they started climbing yeah. over like me? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No wonder there are so many dudes in the bathroom right behind me. I I, I wasn't sure if that was co like if they were. They it was been funny. People were laughing. It was like, wait, we could do that. <laughs> and then everybody started picking up and like climbing over the, Dude, the headrest. I did not notice. Yeah, I did not notice. You see, that. you were the trendsetter. I was the trendsetter. You were the one that was brave enough to say, can I do this? Fuck it. I'm doing it. <laughs> That's literally what I said to myself. I was like, fuck it. B-Sal got a piss real bad. But no, I was, I kid you not, I went into the bathroom. And, and everybody followed you Just in. a bunch of guys followed right behind me. And I was like, well, that's coincidental. I didn't know if they were from another theater or no, something. No, they like were that. like, as soon as they saw it, like, people were like, wait, I heard someone say, we can fucking do that. <laughs> and then someone, saw, everybody else started laughing. And then everybody just picked up and left. It was great. Well, well the, the scene I chose to leave was just at a super sappy, yeah. you know, like a lot it of- It was like the whole, yeah. Yeah, family part, you know. The boring part. Yeah, the boring part. So I didn't- If you had to leave, it should have been, it was perfect. But, oh. But, and we'll, we'll move on from this topic. I know we're like talking a lot. We're not about, movie yeah. uh, critics. We're not. not movie critics, but I will say this. So when I had to really piss was when the action was really like cranking up. And I was like, oh, I got to piss so fucking bad. But I was like, but I don't want to miss this. This is the fucking coolest part right now. Literally one of the coolest parts of the movie. And I'm like gripping my seat. And not just because it was literally like an awesome scene, but because I was doing everything in my power not to fucking piss my pants, because it was scary as shit, you know? Like, any wrong jerk movement, I may have you pissed my pants. You need to train pants. your bladder. No, I just drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of water. Dude, I drank four beers before the before the movie. Well, I didn't drink any beer. Yeah, well, there you go. So, I'm still on meds. Yeah. Um, movie's great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you must absolutely see this Insane. Movie insane insane so uh yeah I had a blast um moving on my friend oh my gosh did i inspire you to uh thank you for the coffee by the way we saw the movie last night i've had like two hours of sleep because i had to wake up super early for a catering order but the problem was i made that coffee by the way oh did you and i stirred it too did you oh thank you baby i stirred it oh. <laughs> it's good <laughs> My DNA won't hurt you. Mm. Well, speaking of coffee, <clears throat> did you guys order your coffee mugs? Uh, tag us on social media. By the time this episode comes out, these uh, pre-orders. Well, I'm assuming since there's only one and you have it, I'm assuming that you got me one for Christmas. Oh, I got, I actually got you something very special for Christmas. Oh, shit. No, yeah. I gotta get you something yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. No, you don't. Good, you, you'll I'm like not. it. You don't. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, if you got some of the first run of Get Fat merch, please uh, tag us on socials and we'll be sure to feature you. And I love that, like, the black is good. So, black is good on t shirts, but it's also good on coffee mugs because I have a white coffee mug mm -hmm. and it, just, it stains. Yeah. Coffee stains. Yeah. The black is always looks pristine. True, true that, true that. Um, all right, well, moving on. We, we got, got swag. a package from 
our good friends at Ibanez Guitars. So I am uh, buddies with Tyler and Mike, and uh, they hooked us up with some swag because we are going to LA to do something. I'm not gonna say what or, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say, but we're going to LA. And uh, we're gonna be filming at Ibanez HQ, and they were kind enough to supply both Frenchie and I and my bassist of Lost Becomes, Will Gomez. I think there's stuff in here for him too. And I told Tyler that we, ooh, okay. Sent us more beer coasters. Oh, that's where you got them yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from Ibanez. Here, <clears throat> one, one for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 it was oh, a wow, good you cat. gave us three sets. Ooh. You know what? Can I have one as a Christmas present for my sister? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your sister would love that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ibanez uh, Tumblr. Catch. Catch the football. Oh, I'm not a good lefty. That's why. Oh. Don't throw it. You throw it to the right. Throw it to the right. All right. All right. All right. Tumblr. Um. <gasps> Ooh, speaking of coffee mugs. Christmas came early. Hey. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I already have an Ivanez coffee mug, but mine. No, I want the green one. Let's see. Well, mine better be red then. Hang on, let's see. All right, so I got the green. How do you already know which one you have? Open the, the next one and I'll tell you. All right. Oh no, they're all green. They're all green? Yeah, oh. here you go. Okay. Oh, it's good. You don't want the coffee mugs too big now yeah. because it needs to fit into the Espresso machine. Yes, true that. And this one's gonna be for our buddy Will. I wanna see if he got something different. No, it's green too. I love this. Okay, uh, t-shirts. Uh, is ours two-tone like this? Hmm? Does a, ours have a white interior no, or a black no, it's interior? black interior. Oh, I like the, see, because I'm looking at the restaurant. Yeah. I like the black, but with the white on the inside. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. But then the coffee's gonna stain on the inside. Yeah, too. but it still looks cool. Okie dokie, we got some t-shirts. Catch. Where's the logo? Ooh, it's subtle. Ooh. Ooh, cool. It's like oh, a good. You black opened, on black. You opened yours, so I don't have to open yeah. one. Good. It's a black on black iron label tee. Ooh, this is a good quality shirt. This is a good quality shirt. Really good quality. Okay. Let's see. Um, Does it cost more money to log on both sides? Yes. Oh, so that's why ours is cheap. <laughs> why the fuck did you have to say that? But actually, I didn't even know it was an option. I thought that you put it on yeah. that depending on a lefty and a No, a actually, I didn't. I didn't even realize. But now I got to give downright merch some shit. Okay. An XL for Gomez. XL for Gomez. Because you and I are fat. Wow, he's, he hooked it up. All right, double XL. What's this one? Ooh. Just another shirt. You open that one. No, I'm not opening mine. <sighs> this is how shit stays in good quality. I open it up like right before using it. At least have a, like a pristine day. Thank you, Ibanez Guitars. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Mike. So. Ibanez is the, the guitar brand? Yeah, Christmas came early for us. Well, when this video comes out, it'll be after Christmas, but uh, yeah, cool. Thank you, Ibanez. It's getting a little crowded here. It is, it is, it is. We gotta, we gotta drink all that wine and eat all that hot sauce. Blondie's gonna 
remark on this. Hasn't she already? Oh yeah, she has. She's not digging the monkeys. No. <clears throat> well, well, I mean, she can't see the monkeys. Yeah, true that. Um, okay, we'll, we'll we'll take care of that another time. You know, this is a bachelor pad. I mean, it is. You know, it's expected to be a little messy. You know? um, all right, oh, coffee mug. That's all for Gomez. All right. Uh, in uh, the not so current news, the, that's our specialty. Yes, that's our specialty. Uh, you had your Department of Health inspection. Perfect as always. Perfect as always. First time. For, like first inspection, got your A? No, it's been 40 years straight. Nice. Of that. For 40 years of mm. getting an A on your first go. No, it was because before, because the, the grade system only started in, what, 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. No, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Something 20 years like that. Ago, yeah. Before that was the Golden Apple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we were one of like very few restaurants in all of Manhattan that had it. Cause you had, you needed seven. What now? It's driving me crazy. Where was I? <laughs> the golden apple. Before the letter grading system, yes. New York had an incentive program called yes. the golden apple. Mm -hmm. You know, apple represents mm -hmm. Manhattan. Yes. And you needed, you only acquired a golden apple if you had seven years straight of perfect inspections. Mm. So I think at the time we were one of the first restaurants to get it. Mm -hmm. And then very few restaurants. I think there was maybe 10 restaurants in the whole city that had it. Nice, nice. And then all that for nothing because then they came up with the lettering system. <laughs> Did away with that. Because it, it would have been great publicity. Yeah, but uh, getting your A on the first inspection is a feat in itself. Mm, it should be the norm. It should, well, that's the thing. It should be the norm. Like, so for Mission Sandwich, we got an A on our first inspection. <clears throat> but typically, the way it ha works is the the health department's pretty tough on your first inspection because they want to come back to find you some more and bill you some more. Um, so it's actually normal for a lot of places to have two inspections. They come for one, they give you the B, they come back like, I don't know, a month later no, or something like that? If, if, if you're new, mm -hmm. um, they don't give you a letter. The first you get a first inspection. Mm -hmm. They tell you everything that's wrong, and then you have that temporary. Mm -hmm. There's no letter. It's a no, no, no. It's a for, temporary. For my shop, you got a B. Uh, no, I got an A first right go. away on the first right go. go. Yeah, they and there was no pre-inspection either. You can request a pre-inspection, but I didn't request this pre-inspection. Mm. I've been doing it long enough. I wasn't worried. Oh, okay. Even Beauty in Essex, that fucking monster of a restaurant, which is like such a monstrous kitchen. I got I got A's on my first go too. Yeah, but the bigger the beast, the more accountability you can give to all the sections. Mm. So now it's then you like you represent your section. If you don't pass inspection, then it's your goddamn. No, fault. no, I disagree because a it's fourteen points before. If you get fourteen points, you get a B. Um, a restaurant. No, twelve points. Twelve over points? twelve points. Is it over twelve? Yeah. Okay. Well, 12, 14. I think you can get 12 points. Yeah, you can get up to 12. Yeah, I think you're right. You can get up to 12 points and then you hit a B. Um, no, but the thing is a 600 square foot restaurant and a 10,000 square foot restaurant has the same point basis, right? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about by the way, that sound, that clicking. Is a New York radiator. That's a New York he heating system right there. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it for the next couple of months, everybody. Um, no, I'm saying you can delegate responsibility. It's easier to maintain mm. 
a beast. You'd think because the bigger the restaurant, the harder it is to maintain clean. Mm -hmm. But actually, no. I feel that you have that doctrine where everybody's in charge of their section, oh, okay. and yeah, they need yeah. to keep that spotless. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know, uh, it, either or. If you don't stay on top of them, though, then they don't stay on top of it. You know. Well, unless you tell. Well, you have to clean. You have to start that cleaning routine every yeah. night, oh, yeah. and everybody's got to participate. Mm -hmm. Got to wash down your section. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I am very proud that my time at Beauty in Essex, we always got the A on the first go. So, you know, I'm a pretty, uh, pretty expect, strict on that. I expect no less. I'm glad you expect no less because I oh expect God, no less for myself. Oh my God, imagine having a B. It's rough. I know if I see that, I'm like, Ooh. Really? Yeah. If I see that on like a Chinese restaurant. You think it's I'm a like, good restaurant. Yeah, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good restaurant. <laughs> B's not good at a French restaurant. I agree with that. Mm -mm. I agree with that. Yeah. Especially considering a lot of, I'm not saying all, but a lot of French food, there's a lot. It, it, it's it's a lot of pre-preparation as far as sauces, things can be hot held. It's there's a, a lot of intricacies. Yeah. It's a style of cuisine that actually lends itself for pretty sanitary conditions. If a French restaurant were to get a B, it would be because of like probably cross-contamination, which is like, that's usually the culprit of people getting sick. But you know, you could get those 12 points easy now. Yeah. Because I remember originally, if you had like a flat of eggs mm -hmm. and they were broken, you got a point. Right. Now it's a yeah, point, point for each egg, egg that's yeah, broken. It's so crazy. if you have 12 eggs that are broken because yeah. someone smashed the top of yeah. the box, yeah, that's it, you failed. Yeah. But also it depends on the mood of the fucking inspector, yeah, they can, which sucks They too. can interpret it whatever, yeah. however yeah. they want. Yeah. Well, congratulations, buddy. Uh, I will say this, Le Ravage has one of the most organized, cleanest kitchens And that's I've what she said seen. when she came to inspection. She was like, oh, this is impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She says, I come eat here. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. So, come to Le Ravage. They got clean-ass fucking food. <laughs> it's good for your health. <laughs> good for your health. Good for your health. But that should be the norm. It yeah. shouldn't be like a, something you agree. need to boast about. You shouldn't have to mention that. I 100% agree, but unfortunately, that is not the case. I mean, it is shocking how many restaurants, like the restaurant down the street from me, I'm not going to name names, but you know what's one of the first wait, signs? Wait. Okay, actually, let's backtrack it. Let's backtrack it. One way that I evaluate a restaurant on how clean they are is their windows. If I go to the front of a restaurant and their windows are dirty as shit, I'm, you can be pretty sure it's going to be a dirty as fuck restaurant. If they don't pay attention to the small details and like my guys at my shop know that I am, I'm insane about making sure the glass is clean. Like I want them to wipe it down every few hours, get rid of the fucking fingerprints from the customers. You use newspapers? Uh, no, I use microfiber cloths and Windex. Because oh. yeah. uh, newspapers and news shit. Yeah, newspapers yeah. and Windex yeah. are as insane. Yes, unfortunately, uh, newspapers are getting harder and harder to find. <laughs> so I just use a microfiber cloth. But if a restaurant doesn't pay attention to the little details, you can be pretty sure they're not paying enough attention to the big details. Bathrooms. And bathrooms, yeah. Yep. Dirty bathroom is like, ugh. Bad sign. Tells right? you everything. Yeah, it tells you everything. So when I go to a restaurant, if I see a lot of fingerprints, if I see the glass is dirty, like it hasn't been maintained, that's usually a good sign. And there's a place I know where every time I walk by, their glass was disgusting as shit. And I would tell my employees all the time, like, yeah, like, 
I, I, I'm not sure about that place, man. Their fucking glass is disgusting. And guess what? They were shut down by the health department for cross-contamination, roaches, rats. Oh, that's, yeah. to get to that point, yeah. come on. Yeah, and that chef got fired too, you know, so. Oof. I remember like visiting them once and I shook his hand. It was one of the greasiest hands I ever shook in my life. It was just, it's gross. Just didn't, just gross. Yeah. So look out for those things, dust on top of counters. <laughs> You will see me swifting all the fucking time at my restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I have the, I have the dust Nazi downstairs. <laughs> she fucking is relentless. Yeah. Back to Godzilla. That poor girl. That girl actress is gonna be traumatized. Oh, <laughs> really? Come yeah. on, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how did they get her to cry like that? Yeah, and yeah. That was, you had a theory. They pinched her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like instantaneous. Yeah, it was on. No, no, she, she was a she. I don't know. Those cries didn't feel fake to me. No, you know, they, they didn't weren't. feel acted. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, they yeah. were definitely yeah. not fake. They probably like told her something like, "Your puppy died." You know, and just <laughs> real quick. Um, a George Wiggins, I believe, came into the shop like fucking weeks ago, and I put a note in here to shout him out. So, um, <laughs> that's it. George Wiggins from Massapequa. Shout out to you. But where? At the sandwich shop or here? sandwich, yeah. But who came here that you said hello to? Oh, that was uh, Ian. 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 Ian came by. Shout out to Ian. All I know is that he's got a good smile. He's got a wonderful smile. Sweetest guy. Sweetest right? guy ever. And he uh, he comes by around here every now and then, but he was a fan of my channel, then became a fan of yours, became mm -hmm. a fan of our podcast, and now he's a fan of the legendary Le Ravage, 340 West 46th Street in the heart of New York City. Hell's Kitchen. How was that, buddy? That See, was very good. I always sell for uh, you. It was good uh, product placement. Thank you. <laughs> All right, real quick. So, um, the last episode, well, the last episode that came out as of filming this episode of the podcast was uh, our reaction to Jack's Aunt Myrna cheese salad with our buddy Wang. Wang. And I made a suggestion within this video and asked people in the comments for their reaction. I just wanted to show you these reactions because, uh, well, I said- when, when you mean reaction, you mean comments, right? Comments, yeah, okay. comments, my, my bad. I'm easily uh, confused, yes. so. So uh, I said in that video, would the audience like to see me recreate this dish and no, we we're taste not doing it? That. We're not doing that. Yes. No. But look, but look. Two hours later. Okay, well, you know, I, I uh, this is not playing out like I originally planned. I Listen, there's a ton of comments right. saying that they want to see us recreate this, but, no. but try to fix the dish. No. <laughs> no. No. Why? No. Make great content. No. People want to see no. this. We have to get and I'm it. definitely not going to cook that those ingredients downstairs in front of my staff. There's no way. We could do, you know, we could do that if well, you want to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shitty. Yeah. That's that. That's a. That's a. My house. That's a your house trip or my house. No, your house. Let's keep it at your house. I'm not cleaning that shit up either. God damn no. No. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll do it and at my you, house. And then you'll do all the prep and the cooking, and I'll okay. just be watching. Okay. Okay. If I do. No, that. I don't want to waste a minute on that. <laughs> No. <laughs> You're so angry. 
And then and then what? I'm gonna taste it? Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> no. No. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing. I just, I just all right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know, like, this is particularly funny for me because Frenchie, like, you know, as much as we bicker back and forth, he never says no to me. <laughs> he basically never says no to me. So for him to be like so solidly like, no, no like I, like no. not even a thought given to it is no. just, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's like, it's, it's like a spoiled child being told no for the first time. I'm like, no. I, I, there's I may so cry. many good ideas that we can actually put the time into. Yeah. Why yeah. put into a gimmick or like a- Yeah, fair, fair. No, fair, no. Fair, fair. I tried. I tried, ladies and gentlemen. No, we we get excited about like a French fried rice, oh, French ramen, oh, uh, we a talk, French bao. We talked about a French cubano. A French cubano. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we used your beef bourguignon in a cubano. No, it's got to be pork. Pork. Yeah, okay. yeah it's got to be okay. pork. But we can make a pork rib like that consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. But also, like the pork belly that yeah. you find in the boat. Oh yeah, that yeah. would look. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, fair. You sold me. You sold. Me. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I really tried. My one of my video ideas was to recreate these absolutely future dishes. No, no. But no, no. But the idea was to show I how we can there correct people it. Out there, people out there that have done it. So why? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. Fine. Is it to, if it's to cause me suffering, like watching it is, is enough. <laughs> And we don't need, no. I'm really a spoiled child being told no for the first time by no. daddy. I'm like, I'm like, daddy. I, I'm disappointed, but I understand. No. <laughs> All right. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have been speaking a lot about ding dong sauce. That we will spend time doing. <laughs> we want to create ding dong sauce. And while we may be far away. Create or white label? Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. We actually want to straight because up this white label. Wasn't the point to white label yes. the ding dong yes, sauce? Yes, 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 because Pokimane, white label those Costco cookies. So shouldn't our job being be to find a white sauce that's already bottled? Yeah, and white label. People, it. send us samples of Oh, no, 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 no. That's a terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Don't send us any samples. Don't send us any samples. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of samples, uh, remember uh, Wang's uh, jar I story? I know, that's, that's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. What a bad fucking oh, idea. I've been I bringing forgot you... how wild the internet is. I have been bringing you jars recently. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? I've been bringing you jars because you've been saving your duck fat because yeah. you plan to cook with it. Uh, but and they fucking love it, by yeah. the way. Yes, it's a success. Oh, you mean it's already in rotation? Yeah, we're already cooking the French fries with the duck fat. Really? It's insane. Can I eat downstairs tonight? I want to try some of them fries. Yeah, we yeah. can. Fuck yeah. Um, but what I'm getting at is, so at my shop, we use so many pickles and stuff like that. We have these nice big jars. So Frenchy, rather than buying these jars. Which it was like... And the strong, it was like so expensive to buy yeah, the yeah, jars. It's like almost $20 a piece yeah. for a like, glass what? jar that I'm getting for free. So I've just been saving my jars and bringing them here. It makes so. you wonder how much uh, Amazon is jacking up prices. Yeah, for real. Right? For real. And those jars are being made in, in China for sure. It doesn't matter where they're being made. It's, yeah. It shouldn't cost that much. Well, I'm just saying that, you know, the, the cheap. Free is much better. Yes. So I've been giving uh, 
Frenchie my jars. But the thing I realized as I've been bringing the jars over after, oh, the, this will fit in thing. that jar. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Quite easily. No, 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 no. That's... <laughs> You've been saying no to me a lot but that's, recently. That, but, I don't like this. But this is Wang's. <laughs> Leave that in that section. It is Wang's. Yeah. Yeah, it is Wang's. for sure. <laughs> Leave that in his world. We we don't need to cross-contaminate. <laughs> There's no reason to cross-contaminate. Oh, but you just as want... much as I like Wang. Yeah. He was he was a good guest. Yeah, Blondie was like liked his because he was like we weren't paying attention, but he had under he was throwing in zingers and when Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we 100%. and we were oblivious. Yeah, I didn't catch. I same. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't catch it until I watched the. Yeah, edit. He, yeah. Was, he was he was. Well, Blondie caught it. Oh, you didn't. I still don't <laughs> watch the episodes. Well, all right. So we wanna we want to white label ding dong sauce. Right. But we said you can recommend some. You can re just don't send anything. Yeah, yeah. The restaurant is not at three forty West Forty Sixth Street in Hell's Kitchen. So um, we want to white label the sauce, and we, we we agreed, you and I, on this podcast that if a company like Dave's Gourmet white lets us white label a sauce, that first run, we will donate all profits to charity. We just need to find a sauce that we like, yeah, and then and just we tweak it with like like the minimal with our ding dong sauce to to to, <laughs> to be able to call it our ding dong sauce. <laughs> All right. Have All you right. reached out to uh, what's it called? Pete's Garage. What? what? Uh, Dave's Gourmet. Oh, Dave's Gourmet. No, no. I've been, <laughs> Pete's Garage. I, I got the Pete's Garage. Well, you want a white label fucking engine oil? What the fuck are you talking? No, that's not white. The engine oil isn't white. Oh my god. Um, no, I, we need the audience's help to find us a company that'll allow what's us to. The, what's to the white, white sauce, sauce that they use in bar it's down south for barbecue? The white sauce? Yeah, there's a white sauce. There's a white barbecue sauce. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure. I mean, you know, the the halal guy's white sauce is pretty What's damn that? good. Is that tzatziki sauce? No, no, it's not tzatziki. What is it? Garlic know, sauce? I have no fucking idea what it is. It's, it's good, right? It's good. It's delicious. Oh man, that it's could awesome. be. You know what? I never. I told you I didn't never got the halal guys. Do they deliver? Uh, they probably do now for sure. But I want your duck fat fries later. We can do that too, though. It can do that too. <laughs> um, how how uh, banger would it be? If we sit down at the restaurant, order takeout, to eat at the restaurant. I don't know. I think your customers be like, "What the what fuck?" The are fuck? The I've fuck done it once with the sushi. Have you? Yeah, but I just happened to be here and I ordered the sushi from across. Uh -oh. the, we have very good sushi across the place. Nice. We spoke about ding dong sauce. Spoke about wanting to white label. Speaking. Spoke about taking the profits and donating it to charity if we can make this happen. So I don't know. Tag so, whatever company and just hashtag like, release the ding dong sauce. The, uh, like a hundred percent of the first run, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously Dave's Gourmet or whatever's come. We don't even know if this well, is going to happen. They could take it out of our end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to have to recoup their expenses. Exactly. But whatever we would collect, we'll send that to charity. Exactly. We don't, we don't need that money. But you know, I just, I just want to prove. Oh, a point. now you don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you got daddy's money. Who's <laughs> <laughs> been saying no to me all day today? But um, no. The, but the whole point is to show between Pokimane white labeling cookies and then fucking insulting her audience for not being able to afford them when they're four times more than what Costco is charging and the completionist. Wait, wait, not wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You, you buried the lead here. What? Are we doing this to 
to prove a point to then go back to that story again? No, not necessarily. It's just, okay, I just want to stick to doing the ding dong sauce, and then that's over. Oh yeah, I don't want to go back to what was her face and no, no, selling. No, 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 no. I'm just that we're that's not what, doing that anymore. That's what sparked the idea. Okay, that's what sparked the idea because also the completionist and his Open <clears throat> Hands Foundation that collected over six hundred thousand dollars worth of money for charity and didn't never went well it did a week ago after being called out by muda and a bunch of other youtubers oh so that got resolved that got resolved but the thing and he's trying to claim now that uh that it was a uh, clerical error yeah no no he's trying to claim like oh we were trying to find the right charity and i forgot what the term is called but like restricted donation so like there's uh, unrestricted donations and restricted donations. So if you make a donation to a place, that money can go to a bonus, that can go to someone's salary. A restricted donation is like, you can only use this for research. And that's what he's claiming, why he was waiting this long to make the donation. However, Muda called out some serious bullshit because in all the live streams, when he was saying, you know, we're doing this. Is this a friend of his though? No, it's, it's not. It's just a very well-respected, okay. well, formerly well-respected YouTuber. The problem was on the live streams, when they held these charity events, he was saying that they were collecting this money for very specific charities. But over the course of nearly 10 years, no money ever went to those <laughs> specific charities. But when he gets called out, all of a sudden, all $600,000 goes to a completely different charity. And that's what sparked this idea for me to like, let's white label something, let's get the money and just send it to charity and show how it's supposed to be fucking done. Okay, that's the point. Yes, that's the point. Understood? Okay. Okay, dokey. Okay, dokey. Okay, so ding dong sauce. Ding I wanted dong. to put it in this container. Oh, yes. <laughs> Our faces need to be on it. Yeah. Oh. Can they be two two ball sacks on oh the side? <laughs> the smiling. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah! Look at that yeah, ding dong right. sauce. Isn't that? Wouldn't that be the perfect bottle for ding dong sauce? Yeah. Is it shelf stable? Um, we're gonna have to. Well, not us, but uh, Dave's Gourmet is gonna have to make it shelf stable. You know, I'm sure. Did I he? can't believe you found that. Yeah. Is that a thing? Where do you buy that? Well, I have no idea. But uh, it's so funny you're saying you can't believe where I found that because you sent this to me. Oh. <laughs> Was this an AM send? I don't know. You send me things at all hours of the fucking day. I can barely keep up. Well, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night to go pee pee. And... And, and then you just start I, sending me shit. Well, I can't fall asleep, so yeah. I'm like I go to my phone. I I will like wake up sometimes in the morning, and there are a crazy amount of DMs from you, from multiple Instagram accounts, from Le Ravage Instagram account, yeah, I don't, or well, your I don't know personal. which one I'm opening. Yeah, and it's just it's like this chaotic mess in my DMs from you. I don't I don't pick and choose the account. Yeah, I just, so I, don't I know. know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, clearly. All right. But I seem to find content on all of so them. So you guys now know the reasoning and the vision behind what we want to do for Ding Dong Sauce. And after we do the first run of Ding Dong Sauce, then we'll try to get Wang his own signature Ding Dong Sauce. Wang's. He wants a Ding Dong Sauce too? Yeah, of course he wants a Ding Dong Sauce. No, no, Ding Dong is ours. <laughs> he, he, his, his needs to be Wang Sauce. Oh, I can't wait. To get you your Christmas gift. Oh my God, it's a dick. <laughs> it's it's actually not. It's not. It's not a it's dick. Not a dick. <laughs> it's not a dick. I promise you. It has something to do with ding dong. Oh, anyway, 
What time is it? Because I'm starting to get hungry. I am hungry too. Uh, but let's uh, let's let's check this out. I um, sometimes uh, I'll bump into something like this, and I thought it was pretty sick. I like this a lot. Important lesson. My chef de party, Mr. Michael Trulove, said to me. He said, Marco, the first thing you have to learn about service is service is service. I said, what does that mean, Michael? It's when the chef screams, shouts, he may swear something, he may throw something. You just say, yes, chef. And never forget, it's not personal, it's yeah. service. So all my life as a cook, I used to say, yes, chef. Today, when I bump into chefs like Pierre Kaufman, that's why you wrong. always shake hands always like at the chef. beginning of each service. When you come in, it's that's very French. Like mm. every French kitchen I'm in, like we were killing and screaming at each other, fizz fights. Yeah. But the next morning, you came in and everybody had to shake hands and and it was like start over, start like reset. Yeah. And I call them Raymond or Pierre. And when I leave, I say, "Good seeing you, chef." It's our thing. And this ties into your emphasis on why the word chef is so important you know now i don't it's a sign of respect between it, each other yes yes it's like a pedigree mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we like we don't call everybody chef mm -hmm. so you don't get to call everybody chef yeah yeah right now we're that's not condoning that's, the, that's basically why it's annoying it's like yeah. no we get to use that word yeah you know 100 uh, now, I just want to make it clear. I'm not condoning throw shit around or yell at your employees. That's a... Uh, oh, no. Yeah. That that doesn't exist anymore. But that doesn't exist anymore. But the point Marco is trying to make, because he comes from the very old school, but the point the he's trying to... What talking about? He's like just a few years off of me. No. How old is he? 60? He's definitely, yeah. I think definitely over 60. Okay. He's the... He's like... he's a, he, Yeah, because I remember him being... Like, I remember being in that same time frame where he was. The point I'm trying to make is that. I just don't want you thinking I'm old. <laughs> it's too late. The point I'm trying to make is that things in the kitchen at a busy dinner service gets very intense. And even the most patient. The nine thing can be escalated. Yeah. Yes. Anything can be escalated. And just remember, service is service. It's not personal. And. Uh, it ultimately the kitchen, a professional dining establishment, working in a professional kitchen dining establishment, it is sensory overload. Your senses are on 11 from the beginning of service to the end of service and things boil over. And you just have to remember that. And that's the point I'm trying to make. And when, so when Marco said here, service is service, that's it. That's exactly what it is. Don't take it personally. Unfortunately, there's this uh, current generation, or a lot, that don't, are not willing to take that anymore. You know, because they're viewing it as belittle, belittling them or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's, these are, these we, are team effort experiences that mm -hmm. you're dealing with. So the closest thing I can think of is like the military, right? Mm -hmm. And like a team needs to get through something, mm -hmm. and and if shut it's your the, pie hole, yeah, Remember shut that? your pie hole. And yeah. if it's fucking rough, especially, yeah. like you could be cursing everything, and then but it's just to it's just to push that guy to the next level, mm -hmm. or just to save that guy's ass, yeah. right? And then do you think like a, a like an intense game? You think like a, a fucking oh my god, the Super Bowl, right? You think the coach is being like <laughs> super, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, 
and win or lose the next day you start again you pick up where you left how, off how many times have you and i talked about having to suffer for your success a lot yeah. did you did you put us on live broadcast no. that's why we're hearing that shit. Yeah, no, i'm sorry no they, they would still come in they're, they're being quiet don't worry about oh, it they are yes okay. it's fine we, there's a little sound that happens every time someone opens the door but the restaurant needs the, the beers need, and water yeah yeah, they're being quiet. They're they're already very quiet. They're very nice. Uh, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a time where they're open the door. It's like, yo, that that shit is crazy. Ah! Like, no, they never do that. They, you know. All right, buddy. Service is service. Alrighty. So I wanted to react to a little video here by a girl named Mary Splendor. And she is in Her eyes are intense. Yeah, well, I think it, it's mainly for the thumbnail. Um she is a very talented musician, guitar player, musician. And this video is titled, titled, I'm too old for this shit. And I think she makes some very, very cool points in this video that- At 33 years old? He's yeah. too old for this well, shit? Well, wait to watch the video. But I think she makes a lot of very valid points that can span across almost any industry. So I wanted you to check this out. All right, buddy? So there I was lurking in the comment section when I came across this gem. At 33 years, if it hasn't happened, it never will. Sorry, time to move on and accept the next chapter. Go on, I'll take the bait on this one because I think it's an important topic. How do we define making it as a musician in 2024 in this new music industry? What exactly is it? The traditional description might be a Grammy or a stadium tour or a platinum record, i.e. 1 million albums or singles sold. If those are our criteria, then vanishingly few have truly made it. Popular music and youth culture have always gone hand in hand. There are so many examples of bright stars who produce an incredible body of work by the time they reach their mid to late 20s. The Beatles, Beyonce, Mozart, Tupac, Kate Bush, Taylor Swift, I could go on. But not everyone has the same experience. There are plenty of groundbreaking artists who found success a little later in their life. Katie Tunstall, one of my biggest influences when I was starting out, was 29 before she gained national recognition for her performance of her song, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree, on Later with Jules Holland. Debbie Harry was 31 when Blondie released their first album, and then 33 when Parallel Lines came out. Sheryl Crow was also 31 when her debut album was released, and 40 when Soak Up the Sun came out. I did out. not know that. Alex Capranos from Franz Ferdinand was 32 when their first album was released. Bill Withers was 33 when he released Ain't No Sunshine. He refused to give up his day job even when he'd had a hit and credited his age with helping him navigate the less desirable aspects of the music industry. Leonard Cohen, widely regarded as one of the greatest okay. singer-songwriters of all time. Okay, so, so you're judging how, how, how is success measured to, to say that you're successful at what you're doing, right? Yeah, that, that's the point. It's <sighs> not necessarily about age, like, you know, a lot of people are so hung up by like, I need to reach the financials song. of it. Right, right. Because a million records represents money mm -hmm. and those globes and uh, and all those awards represent how successful you are. Right. And it's the it's the economics. Yeah. No, no. But the but the same a lot of this can be mirrored in our industry, right? There's a lot of young chefs. They come up, they start the first couple of years. They're super passionate. I know I was. And then when you see the reality of it and what success actually means or what it actually takes, you lose your boner, you know? I, I, I became content when I realized 
I had longevity on my side. Mm -hmm. I was never the new. I was never the new happening restaurant. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't be if you've been around for forty years, right? Right. But then, well, what about your early days? I know you came up. In, I I know it's different for you because you came up in this business. You were born into it. So maybe your perception of what it means to be a chef is a little skewed. But you know, and you say that. You were never the new kid on the block, but certainly you were chasing some form of success. No, but my success wasn't uh, fame and glory for, through the restaurant. My success was measured by like, I can have a family. Mm -hmm. I can send my kids to school. Right. I can, you know, I could do. A, I. It's what I. My my success was what I did outside of that realm. Mm -hmm. That's how I measured success. Mm -hmm. Because like, so how many musicians are don't, are not. Are successful, um, you know, published songwriters, right. but they go out every yeah. day and make money. Very good point. Let's keep watching because she actually touches upon that. Craig Finn was 35 when the Hold Steady released their breakthrough album, Boys and Girls in America. Chris Stapleton was 37 when his debut, Traveler, came out. And Charles Bradley, who spent decades working as a James Brown impersonator, was 63 when his debut was released. We've always placed such a high value on youth in music, particularly in pop, but don't think twice about a novelist publishing their first book in their 30s or 40s, or a painter having their first exhibition in their 50s or 60s, and so on. Remember that these are crafts too that you get better at with time. I may now be beyond the tweeny bopper threshold, but I'm also a much better guitarist, singer, and songwriter than when I was 21. I also have far more life experience, I've studied my craft more, and I'm more emotionally mature. Well, my exes might disagree on that one, but I know what I want. That's your joke. <laughs> and what my priorities are. I am better equipped to deal with what life will throw at me rather than going get down to a dark path as so many young musicians do. About I have a close circle of Bloody friends today and family. Bar, uh, it's the Paul show, it is isn't it? Than a circle of we all have to work around it. Here, check this out. Where she talks about um, you can still be successful and uh, not not be uh, selling a million records Build a body and stuff. Of work, then you can leave it behind for others to enjoy at a later date. You never know when someone might discover a song decades after it came out and for it to be meaningful to them. Pat Benatar released a song in 1983 called Love is a Battlefield and I hadn't even heard of her until 2022, but I discovered that song exactly when I needed it. You might pick up an old paper bag that's been out in family who still tell me how it is rather than a circle of yes men telling me how wonderful I am, although sometimes I wish that was the case. And I've said before that fame is not normal. It can place a lot of stresses on young minds. And that's a part of why pop stars were traditionally signed up young. You're grateful, you're more beholden to authority, and you're probably going to put up with a lot more than any sane well-adjusted All right, I can't adult. find it. I'm not going to search it. But there is one part of the video where she talks about how there are plenty of people who are making a great living uh, not being Beyonce, not doing world tours. There's also, uh, I don't know who said it exactly, but there's this theory of like, all you need is a thousand like loyal fans who will spend whatever it is, a hundred dollars a year on you. That's a hundred thousand dollars. But do you know how many, if you work, if you're a local singer right. artist right. and you create that attraction, right. And then people come to your gig at this bar, local bar, every yeah. week after week after week, and yep. you become the local hero. Yep. And everybody knows your song. Yep. So you might be singing 
you might be singing other artists, but then you come up with one song and that becomes like a like a one hit wonder, but even on a smaller scale. Right. But man, right. people are coming for it. So we've spoken a, a few times on this channel about how things are relative, right? We're talking about how you can gross, you can have a restaurant that grosses $6 million, but at the end of the year, if you only walk away with $10, like what the fuck's the point, right? Exactly. Or um, in this case, you can be a musician who makes $100,000 a year. You're not rich by the public's eye, but you can certainly live on that and be a professional musician, right? Like, And the success comes in you're doing what you like. Yes. When you're working and your job is your passion, oh yeah. God. Like, yeah. There's nothing there's better. Nothing there's no better. better feeling. No. You, you know, this uh, video really struck a chord with me because, and I wanted to bring this up because you have such a different perspective from me. You were born into this. Your goal and ideas of success was to pay your bills and stuff like that. For me, I came up in the generation where it was all about Food Network. It was all about Top Chef and Chop. So in all honesty, ladies and gentlemen. And I avoided all that stuff as the plague until I couldn't no more. Yeah, until- Until you, I, my entourage was like, it was like embarrassing for them that I wasn't participating. Right, right. And for me, I got into it because I was chasing the fame. So I wanted to be a heavy metal guitar player originally. That didn't work out for me. I got a summer job in a kitchen. And then it was around the same time that this whole Food Network craze went on. And I just so happened to like working in the kitchen. I thought the atmosphere was exciting and engaging and mentally and physically stimulating. Yeah, uh, a busy a busy uh, food service is almost like a fucking concert, right? Yeah, it's like a concert that I just thought it was- You get the same, yeah, and you get that, you get that same- that adrenaline rush. You know, I love. And then it. you're chasing it after yeah. you're done because like, yes. okay, well, you gotta go party, you yes. gotta go to a bar. Yes. You're chasing that exactly. rush. So as shallow as this may sound, I'm just being very honest with the audience. I saw an opportunity to be a rock star again. You know what I mean? Oh, I can do this like super mentally and physically engaging job, but also possibly maybe become this rock star. So for me, for the early parts of my career, it was to chase fame. It was to get that you know, the, the glory, the glitz and glory. And then we were on a little show called Beat Bobby Flay. Uh, I was on Chopped first, I lost. And then Beat Bobby Flay a year later, I won. I got Talk it. about two extremes on that show. Yeah. You were there excited to be there yeah. gung-ho and I was like shitting all over everything. <laughs> Dude, I went in ready. I wanted to wreck shit. I wanted to walk away making a statement and I did, but dude, I felt nothing afterwards. I was like, it's empty. It's empty. I, so I won. They said, Brian, you're the winner. You served their purpose. Yeah, I served their purpose. And then do you guys know what happened afterwards? I sat in a room by myself. And this was before like smartphones was really a thing or around the time it was just starting to happen. But I, oh, I wasn't allowed to have my phone. So I was sitting in a fucking room by and myself. Then had, and then, then they had you, they wanted all, they for editing, they yeah. wanted all the possibilities. Yeah. So they made you record like 10 yeah. million. So, so that you won, but now you're doing, a, yeah. like they weren't distracted by that. Yeah. And you were like on a high. Right. I was like, yeah, forget about that. We're and doing it was so anticlimactic. And I they put me in the catering room 
after everyone had eaten. So there was no more fucking food. I was sitting there by myself and the lady was like, honey, do you want something to eat? I only have quinoa salad. I was like, oh my God, what? I just fucking beat Bobby Flay. I don't want, I don't want to eat quinoa salad right now. And I sat there and I just lost my boner. And I was, and I was just waiting. I was sitting in that room by myself for four hours, just waiting for the producers because they wanted to film some pickup shots of this and that, you know, like yeah. you talking into the camera. And then I, and then they're like, here's your knives. Okay, bye. I didn't win any prize money. All like, you know, it was like, it was nothing, nothing from it. I got in my car cause I drove there and I was like, huh? And then I went to back to the restaurant. I sat at the bar. Everyone thought I lost because I accomplished something that was on my bucket list, which was to defeat an Iron Chef, to be on TV and win this competition show. And I accomplished it. Like, how many people get to say that, right? And I felt nothing from it. And I, it was such, and I fell into a major depression afterwards. But, and I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to make a point that, like, that was a huge lesson for me to learn of how things are relative and how you know, chasing success won't. But look, but look at, but look at uh, the comparison now, right. because you're talking about media, right? Mm -hmm. Now look at us now. Yeah. As small as we are. We're having so much fun. It's so much better, right? So much fun. Yes. You know, so, and then, and then, and it, and it's, the, the balance is tilting. Yeah. I mean, it's still like this and we're here. Yeah. But I could, I could, I could see it going like this. Yeah. Because television is just. But, but what's so empowering now is that it's in our control. It's our, our control, and we don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And we have a wonderful audience that's tagging along for the ride. But we're literally just having fun. And like, you know, you and I speak about this all the time. We could not give a shit what anyone else. Is did doing you have right fun now. on Beat Bobby Flay? No. Did I have fun on Beat Bobby Flay? I think you did. I did because <laughs> you didn't give a fuck. I didn't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, absolutely right. You're right. The whole time, all I could think about was like, I gotta win, I gotta win, I gotta win. And I was like, hmm, how can I be a, 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 a what's a dick move now? <laughs> <laughs> Which you were great at. But, um, and not to say having that like uh, competitive go get mentality isn't gonna serve you any good. Like that's why, you know, athletes, that's why Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. And that's why Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. And that's why Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson. Like. You know, there's absolutely merit to that. I'm not saying don't chase your dreams, but just be careful what you wish for. I really want people to go, now that you're making me think of this and like, I want people to go watch that episode yeah. so they can comment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because I'm for some people, yeah. I'm gonna ruin their perception of me. Yeah. And for some, it's gonna be, oh, that was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? The, well, I think whoever's watching this now, when they watch your episode of Beat Bobby Flay, they will have so much more context. Oh, and we spoke to Bobby about reacting to your episode, how we're afraid yeah. to, to get demonetized. You remember his answer when he, I said my he's video? Like, he's like, why? He's <laughs> like, yeah, no clue. He's like, oh, you know, I was like, yeah, Bobby, I reacted to our episode we did together and it got demonetized by YouTube. And he's like, so should mm. we try that? Should we do that? And then I can 99.9, .9, I can 100% guarantee everyone in the comments is typing right now. Yes, let's see, your, let's react to your episode. So let's just do it and then see how much of it we can keep without it getting. Yeah. And then if it becomes a problem, I'll just reach out to him and say, listen, yeah. this can you do something about it? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's like a weird favor to ask. No, that is a weird favor to ask. We can, we can, we can, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but 
That's uh, really what I walked away from this video, but also, uh, you know, just wanted to tell people oh, a little life lesson I learned. And then just to make, so everybody understands, it's like, success is not what you see on social media. Yes. It's not what you see yes. at the awards shows, yeah. all that. It was just, it's just, you know, it's fluff. It's fluff. Yeah. And it's, it's just more content for them to do publicity, to sell fucking more records. Yeah. That's all it is yeah. really. Yeah. And the people who get that and one and I, I i think it's this video she brings it up but ultimately like you have to no amount of success and money is going to make you happy you mentioned that it can certainly afford you some solutions yeah but ultimately like the happiness has to come from within and like until i learned that man i was not you can lighten dude. the load yeah you know you can lighten the yeah. load meaning the stress and the difficulties and stuff like that but like, I mean, it's like uh, you see it over and over. Celebrities are not happy. Yeah. Rich people, rich kids are not happy. Rich people who find, you know, people who didn't have money who find it are not happy. Yeah. It's it's all across the board. It's like, yeah. yeah, do we want it? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Absolutely. Chase for. We're not yeah. saying don't chase, chase for need, it, but you need that uh, because it's a goal, yeah. right? Yeah. And and it's a and it's money is an attainable goal. Yeah. The the amount of it is. You know questionable but yeah. it is a goal oh that was heavy but uh like i said i just this video struck a chord with me i think it's people it's important for people to hear it every now and then like you know don't don't believe everything you see on the internet number one so apparently um, if we're not reacting to shit video shit cooks like jack and may i get debbie downers like this <laughs> so i never win why can't we just do fun what are shit? you talking about i showed you alex the french guy I showed oh, he you. Was good. He was good. You liked that. But they're 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 few and far between. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. Everyone watching right now loves to see you in pain. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you're still happy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just like my time. I'm at the age, mm. not because I'm. It's not an old thing. I'm at the age where I understand. Like, I don't want to waste time doing stuff I don't want to do. Right. I just like no, right. Right. no, like, right. like I'm. I don't want to waste time cooking that thing yeah. and eating it. Why? Yeah. I know the end result. Yeah, I'll be unhappy. Yeah. It won't taste good. Yeah. So why bother? Yeah. It's anticlimactic. Don't do it. Mm. Don't even hide it and bring it. What are you? Don't. <laughs> so my original... don't even show up with it. I'm not now. I won't do it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. It's being documented right now. So my original plan was yeah, to get were, together with Wang it was at surprise. my house and just surprise. surprise you with it. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It'll be a waste of film and yeah. a waste of content. And the the main reason why I didn't pull the trigger, like the main reason why I didn't text Wang, like, let's do this, is because I just can't waste the food. No. I just like in I my hate, character. I would hate that part. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All those videos of wasted food. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. No. No gig. Yeah. I can't do it either. Ultimately, yeah, that was the main thing holding me back. It's like, I know we're going to make this thing and I know I'm not going to eat it. As much as like I would try to force myself to, I know I won't just on principle and for everything I worked for in the last 20 years of my life would just be shit on by if I gave into that. So, yeah. Okay, fine. You win. I win. I always win. <laughs> All right. I'm like, I'm looking at the time. Mm -hmm. I am getting a little bit hungry. I know. I think I think we should end it here. This was a uh, looking at the schedule and it's it's jam packed downstairs. And I don't want to 
be a pain in their ass. All right. Well, either way, we should sign off. Why? Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. It's been an hour? How long has yes, it been? Yes, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. I really thought it was like 20 minutes. Yeah, no, no, we have another. We'll do another one, buddy. Oh, okay. I'm seeing you tomorrow. I'm seeing you. I'll be here. I'll be here. Are we doing a podcast tomorrow? Yes. What are we doing after this? Mm -hmm. Eating? Yeah. Okay. Let's get some beers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Guys, hope you enjoyed this episode as we did making it. And uh, remember, don't be afraid to fail because it can only make you stronger. With that said, I'm Chef Brian Tsao, not your typical chef. No ending tagline, Frenchie. <laughs> and we'll see you really soon. Say bye to the wide cam. Bye. Say bye to the second wide cam. My God, I'm super white. Look at that. Oh, yeah, you are very Holy pasty. Shit. Yeah, you are very pasty. Say bye to that one. We need to go back on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go see Google. Yeah.